Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagner, your host, and here we are. It's spring, the season and light is shifting, and the energy, and it feels so good. And I'm continuing to splash out episodes every once in a while. And although my heart would love to be podcasting more often, I am simply so grateful every time I get to sit down with someone and hold space for them to share their story, their passions, and their purpose and inspiration with the world. So if you're interested in being a guest on my podcast or have any feedback, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can find me at anniewagoner.com. And if you haven't already done so, if you wouldn't mind going to iTunes and offering a rating and a review, I would greatly appreciate it. So for episode 38, I had so much fun diving into conversation with Angie Bloom. She is a mom, a fitness enthusiast, personal trainer, health and wellness coach and expert. She's an educator and director at Beauty Counter, and she's also a human design reader. We go deep into that one, and it's so much fun. So there are so many incredible topics that we just flow into from meditation to doing gymnastics as a child, to her battles with disordered eating and body image. And then we also talk about just not always feeling like we're enough. And she shares her kind of wake-up calls and her shift as she begins to see herself and her way in which of living in this world through a different lens. It is truly inspiring. Angie is fierce, she's bold, she is brilliant, her energy contagious. So tune in and enjoy. Angie, I'm so excited to interview you. Um, You are someone who I'm just so drawn to. I feel like I've known you for a long time, even though we're really just starting to connect. Um, And really through social media, the wild world that we live in nowadays. Um, But your light, your energy, your magneticism is just so brilliant. And I'm so excited to hold space for you to share your story today. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. And so grateful for Zoom that we're able to make this happen this way. Yes. <laughs> so we're um, live together. Yeah, definitely. Um, so one of the first questions I love to ask my guests um, is like, what is truly igniting your soul right now? What's nourishing you? Um, what's fueling you in your life? I think for me, what it always comes back to is energetically, I, every day I tune into what my body needs and, you know, there may be times where I wake up and it may be feeling like a heavier day. And there may be other days where I wake up and I'm feeling really light and energetic and ready to conquer the world. And I have to say like nourishment for me is that piece of really tuning in what my soul wants for the day. It could change minute by minute, but typically in the morning, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to set out to do energetically. And I really give my body the grace 
um, to be okay to just do nothing for a day because I come from, I was an athlete growing up and I come from this world of like always doing and doing and shutting myself into a million mm-hmm. things a day, even if I didn't want to do them. Yeah. And I'm really learning to decondition from the process of shooting myself from, well, I should go do this. Well, I should go do that. And it's not that I'm lazy. It's just that I'm really tuning in and honoring what my body really truly wants for the day. That is amazing, Angie. And I imagine so many listeners, including myself, I'm like, hell yes, I can totally relate to that. So, Mm -hmm. and that is, it takes courage too. I feel like in this society, in this culture where there is still, I'd like to believe more and more people are tuning into the need for rest, like deep rest. And there's just so much energy and pressure to do, do, do and go. And um, so that's beautiful. What is an example? So let's just start with today. Like, how did you feel this morning and what did you do to nourish yourself this morning? I felt good this morning. I woke up and um, as you know, I do a little bit of human, I do some human design in my practice. And that's one of the things that has really driven me to really tune into that piece when I started as a holistic health and wellness coach, one of the things that really drew me to really understanding the body in a different energetic like pathway, I want to say, because as, as an athlete, we were always told, or we were believing at the time, just push through it. Like if you have pain or if you're tired, just push through it, like just push through it. And sometimes we do, like, I remember when my kids were younger, you know, there were moments where I was so tired with my babies and we pushed through it. Like I did, I pushed survival mode. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit different then. And um, now it's really tuning into like, you know, this morning when I woke up, as you asked me the question, so let me get back on track. But when I woke up this morning, I just really looked outside and I was like, okay, so it's going to be kind of cloudy, kind of sunny. Where am I landing with this today? I do a little check in with my body. And I just really, typically I get up, I head right into meditation because I just feel like meditation for me. I was someone that was very high, um, strung with anxiety prior to really doing the work for myself and anxiety left me almost crippled at times, like just not being able to leave my house or being in a group of people or women. Um, I would, you know, it would be anywhere really like flying on on an airplane. I would completely sometimes hyperventilate. So it was, you know, anything and everything that would cause the anxiety for me. And one of the pieces that I really worked on five or six years ago was really energetically learning to move the stagnant energy out of my body. Because Mm -hmm. as like, I'm sure you know that a lot of people talk about the issues in the tissues. And when I started coaching holistically as a coming from a personal trainer, it was more along the lines of like, well, let's, let's just do the workout. Let's not worry about the rest of it. But then I would see clients come into my practice and you know, we would be able to lose the weight, but there was still a piece missing for me. So that's why I really wanted to tune into that piece. Mm. And for me, one of the best things I've ever learned. And I think the word that keeps downloading for me is just grace. I is love grace. that. And just allowing yourself not to feel guilty to have that nourishment for yourself, to spend five minutes of self-care on yourself each day. Oh, so, so important. Yeah. yeah. So valuable. That's beautiful. I love the word grace. 
I've often recently I've been hearing like I've been linking like grace and strength, strength and grace together. And this whole idea of like just softening into both of those yeah. in a different way. So yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's beautiful. Um, do you have a specific style of meditation that you enjoy, Angie, or do you just like how, what does meditation look like for you? Cause I know there's so many different, yeah. you know, beliefs or uh, models. Um, it could also be movement, walking. What does that yeah. look like for you? I do many forms of it. So it's interesting because when I first started meditating, I literally, my body was so dysregulated that I would lie down in meditation. And I started with like, um, I'm sure your listeners have heard of insight timer Mm -hmm. or um, Deepak Chakra. I mean, there's many, many modalities. Um, and I started with, with some guided, imagery on even YouTube at times. And I remember my body going into meditation and I would sit there and I felt like I was like, my skin was just crawling because I could barely lie there for a minute. And now that when I am moving into meditation, when I know my stress levels are much higher than normal, or I'm just not paying attention to my body's cues, or maybe I've skipped a few days of meditation and I will, you know, I'll be able to feel it when I'm coming down in my heart rate that it takes my body 10, maybe 15 minutes sometimes to have that dis- dysregulation through my nervous system mm-hmm. to just kind of let go of that low level of chronic stress. Right. So mm-hmm. it was really training. And when my clients come into my coaching practice, it's really teaching them how to work from dysregulating the central nervous system from that chronic low level of stress, which we know is such a huge factor for many, many health conditions and diseases that we see now today. Yeah. 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 So huge. And that cortisol just like just vibrating so high. So yeah, that's incredible. That's awesome, Angie. So from what I'm hearing, you use meditation with, with all your clients as, as kind of a foundational practice. I do because that is one of the things that I truly believe, like when I talk about anxiety and, um, you know, not being able to go into groups or being kind of paralyzed in certain situations, meditation for me was one of those things that it did work. I didn't need a pill. It's just, I had to trust that my body, I had to trust that something so free and innately, um, being able to just take it whenever I wanted that I, I, if I put my mind to it and more importantly, my soul, I call it when I head into meditation, like I download my mojo for the day, like I I download everything that is meant for me. And I'm a huge manifester and all of my businesses. So I will manifest clients. And, And it's not that I'm going into meditation to think but I'm just releasing myself to the openness, mm. what innately is meant to energetically align with me, which I really, really love. And it proves to be true week oh. after week after week, which is really incredible. That's so cool. I love that yeah. you use the word mojo. That's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, it's so true. I, I just appreciate it. It's, it's available to absolutely anyone mm-hmm. and that there are so many different um, modalities and forms of meditation that it's, it's so cool that, you know, that people can just really tap into what resonates with them in that way. And it begins yeah. as, sim- as simply as the breath, you know, and, and as you right. said, like really slowing down and allowing the regulation to happen with the nervous system. So 
Yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that, Angie. That's huge. Um, I'd love to go back to, so you mentioned there's so many, I'm like, Oh, so many questions, but you mentioned human design. And I know that that's a big, um, big part of, of who you are and how you, um, support others, um, and educating. So I'd love to dive into that a little bit. What, um, I guess share with listeners. Um, I know, I know what human design is, but how would you describe human design? And then, um, I'd love to know what you are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you might already know, um, just based on watching me on Instagram and the yeah. many modalities I have within my business. I'm a manifesting generator. Um, I'm a three, five manifesting generator, sacral definition. So I'm someone who tunes into my gut, but in human design, I'll get back to more of the man gen type. Do you know mm-hmm. what type you are, Annie? I'm a generator. Okay. You're a generator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, you're designed by your sacral too. So you're tapping into your gut response, but human design is it's, it sheds light on your emotional and physiological and energetic makeup. So it's giving you the self-awareness and tools to align, like align in your life, align with the nature of who you are to step into the highest potential in every single area of your life, which For me, it was career, it was partnership, it was relationships. So it's really, truly, I get so fired up about it, but it's just, it's like, it's an energetic soul blueprint for Mm -hmm. your life. And when I'm charting someone and I'm looking at just all the lines and the gates and their unconscious work, their conscious work. It's, I, I want to say it's, it's like the I Ching, the Kabbalah tree of light. Like there's so many pieces, a, a strong, like there's so many pieces yeah. um, that are in the design to be able to figure out what your soul came here to do. And it's one of the most permission granting experiences I have ever had in my entire life. And typically when I'm reading someone, they feel the same because they finally feel like they're being seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, they're finally like allowing themselves to have the permission to, as I mentioned earlier, to stop shooting themselves into doing the things that maybe they learned as a child that mm-hmm. they should do because maybe their parent was a manifester or maybe their parent was a manifesting generator, but you're a projector. So within human design, there's five foundational types. So you have man gens, which are the most um, prevalent. You have generators, which are about second. You have manifestors, you have projectors, and then reflectors, which are um, very rare. Manifestors are about 9% of the population. So it really, truly, um, I think the most rewarding part of it is when I read a family or I read a mother and child, and we find out specific parts within the children's design where the mother may be asking me questions about their child. And we, we find out that through their, the child's hands is how he learns or she mm-hmm. learns. And, you know, it makes so much sense to them, whether they're, you know, more involved on their computer or they've tried like soccer and soccer is solely with the feet where in human design, you know, there's been instances where I said, have him try baseball or have him try basketball and see with working with his hands, if that will make a difference. And it's really incredible now that I've been doing it since September for some of these stories to start coming back 
and for the parents to share that they've used the information within the readings to be able to help parent their child. And it's made, it's been a game changer for them. Absolutely. Say, like life changing. And yeah. how, what a relief too. Like I imagine I have the chills right now because I'm like, oh, that's so, that's so beautiful, Andy, that you offer, you offer this for families. You know, I think that's so huge. Um, yeah. And for parents, because, you know, you're a mom, I'm a mom. Like how often do we sometimes take things on, you know, um, from our children that we are, we're trying so hard to like help figure something out that, that isn't quite working, but feels right. so stuck. And then it's hard not to blame ourselves or feel like, what am I doing wrong? But then to have, have that map, that blueprint, as you said, um, to help navigate and also bring things to light. Like that's, that's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So what was so your, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's so many layers to it. Yeah. That it's just, truly fascinating. You know, when I was read years ago and, um, I did a training and, uh, a few years ago and there, there were just moments in my life where I wish I had this information growing up, especially through junior high, because I I would have understood so much (laughs) about why I felt the way that I did when I talk about the anxiety that I, that I did suffer prior to really doing the work on myself. Mm-hmm. I have an open emotional center. And what that means is that when I walk into a room, I do take on, I can walk in at a level 10 of a really incredible, great mood. I can walk in, but if someone in that room, or let's say numerous people in that room are, let's say at a level one or two, angry, mm-hmm. upset, not feeling confident, I will walk into this room feeling like a million bucks and I may walk in and go from a level 10 to a two. And all of a sudden I'll say to myself, why do I feel like I'm not confident? Why do I feel like there's something or why do I feel so uncomfortable in my skin right now? What is this? And it wasn't until I was read with human design that I understood energetically what was happening. So we are like the empaths of the world. I was about to say that to me, I'm like, oh, empath, totally. I can't. Okay. This also means after this podcast, I'm scheduling a, I'm going to schedule a session with you. Cause I'm like, I, I did like the online free quick, you know, and I'm like, okay, I know I'm a generator, but I don't know. I want to know more. So this is so inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. It's so deep. I mean, you know, in, in your readings too, you're looking at your decision-making processes and, you know, what's your leadership type? Like, what does that look like? I know with um, as a manifesting generator, we are multi-passionate. So this is where I have, you know, the online training. Like I always thought about years ago when I was launching my business. So I was a personal trainer for a very long time. And when I started adding spokes to my business prior to being read in human design, I thought, well, what are people going to think if I add this, 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 mm-hmm. this? like, mm-hmm. well, you know, what does that look like? And I had some limiting beliefs around, gosh, are people going to think that it failed? Are people going to think like, well, this didn't work for her. So now she's going over to here. And Mm. it's really not that, but I was allowing the conditioning to come in from the outside world. But with that, that's energetically in alignment for me. I am to have many spokes to my business. I'm meant to go into things, take what I need and leave it. If it doesn't work, I'm meant to try many, many things. And you know, and learn through my mistakes. I'll skip a lot of steps sometimes and I'll go back. But with that multi-passion, it's, it's allowed me to be a great personal trainer. It's allowed me to be a great human design reader. It's allowed me to foster a team with beauty counter. And all of those are correct for me. 
right? So I think when I'm looking at like corporate settings or even team building, or if you have like a group situation, it's so extremely powerful as well, because if I have a projector on my team, she's not going to operate the same way a man Jen does. She's going to operate completely differently. And I can't expect her or him to keep up with me Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it's completely energetically different. So it's just really fascinating to understand just how it all transcends and works and to have that understanding. Even in my household, everyone's been read. So it's always fun to know, you know, who has open centers, who doesn't, how, how is everyone energetically aligning in their definitions and so forth? Yeah. So cool. Yeah, totally. So cool, Angie. I love it. I feel like just in listening to you, I'm like, yeah, like I, I see the spokes for you, like kind of beaming out of your center. And like in many ways I see that and, and I can feel that from you. Like you've given yourself permission to let all those parts of you come alive, you know, in these different, different, um, ways or, you know, offerings. So it's, that's so, that's so cool. So cool. So I'm sure there's some listeners wondering like, okay, how, um, well maybe, yeah, I was gonna say like, like, how are you, how is someone read? Like, is it, you know, just for you to share briefly and then we'll leave it at that. Cause I'm going to say listeners, if you're hearing this, reach out to Angie, she'll share at the end of the, this interview, um, where you can find her. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So basically what I need to start is, um, I have an incredible, um, free download on my website to give you information on the five different foundational types. But typically what you want to do is you want to be able to provide me and I need it exact because I don't want to send you out into the world as being someone else. That would be awful. I don't (laughs) think I would sleep well at night, but even a minute would make a difference. So I would, I need the first and last name of um, the person that I am going to be reading. I'm typically about, it takes me seven to 10 hours sometimes to chart someone. So it's a very wow. lengthy process. Yeah. Um, I'm sure as I continue to go forward, it might get faster for me, but mm-hmm. I actually love diving deep into them. Um, yeah. So I need first and last name. I need the exact time of birth when they were born and then also the place in which they're born. And then what I do behind the scenes is I start creating I call it a blueprint to your soul. Mm. And with a human design reading, I create about a 15 to 20 page downloadable um, PDF of what your soul came here to do. And then I connect either through Zoom or um, on telephone and everything's recorded. But then I go into a reading for 60 minutes and I just weave everything together and really show you, you know, the environment in which you operate best in the profile, like how you manifest your purpose in the world. Like, what does it look like for you to show up in this world? What is your leadership type? Like, how do you communicate? Like, what's your communication strategy? Like, how do you most effectively interact with others? And then just looking at like the process of how you simulate information and different signposts, like the signals that show you whether or not your soul is on track or off track. And then you're looking at the strengths, like what are your natural gifts that you can bring to the table that society sometimes just kind of like, you know, we, we become smaller constricted and we think like, maybe I shouldn't be big and bold. Maybe I shouldn't have four different things to my business. Maybe I should just be on this straight and narrow path, Mm -hmm. which is where I always went. 
Yeah. I was super unhappy. I wanted to be multi-passionate. I wanted to do all the things. I wanted to dabble in all the things and learn all the things. And then we really look at, you know, the environment in which you operate best in. What does it look like? We go into digestion, which has been huge for me. And a little bit of my journey, you know, I struggled with SIBO and candida and Lyme disease and many other things. We can get into that later, but um, it's just really um, been such a, an incredible source in my life to just give me the permission to be who I am and decondition from everything that I've ever been told that I should be. Yeah. Yeah. You know? oh, totally. So, yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. yeah. Thank you, Angie. Yeah. You're and so welcome. listeners, if you're interested in learning what you are in terms of human design um, and having a reading with Angie um, at, again at the end of the episode and in the notes, we'll, we'll put a link to how you can find her. So I strongly recommend it. I'm excited. Yeah. So thank you. I'm yeah. excited to read you. Yeah. So cool. Um, so Angie, you've mentioned a few times you're a personal trainer. I know you were an athlete as a, as a kid and through life you still are. Um, you're a health and wellness coach and expert. You're an educator and director for Beauty Counter. There's so many awesome um, facets of you. What, what was that first, like when was that first moment when you reflect back and perhaps even when you were a kid, um, when you knew that you were enlivened and passionate about health and wellness and started this journey? Oh gosh. Okay. So there's so many pieces to my journey and I share a lot of it on social media at times. Um, I was a gymnast growing up and, um, I went from gymnastics to, you know, track, I mean, any sport, you name it, I tried it because I just loved moving my body. But looking back on a lot of the pieces of why I did move my body was for the wrong reasons, if you will. So a lot of the times, um, especially being a gymnast, there were a lot of um, pressures with being a certain weight. And so I remember every gymnastics practice, like writing my weight on the freezer where we would take the ice out to ice our ankles or our wrists or, um, and I remember always being one of the heaviest gymnasts in my gymnastics class. And I always think, I always remember thinking like, God, how am I going to get to be tinier so I can be a better gymnast? And that really started a myriade of um, unhealthy um, habits for myself. I ended up becoming bulimic um, at a very young age. I had tried and failed for so, so many years and finally it clicked. And I was like, do we really want this to click? You know? So yeah, um, it was, it was really tough because, you know, I hid that from my family and friends. I think deep down they all knew, but, um, you know, at the time when you're working with an eating disorder and anxiety at the same time, it's just like this disaster of a um, recipe that just keeps you in this cycle of like binge, restrict, repeat, like binge, restrict, repeat. And it didn't matter how thin I got because it was never thin enough. Um, and I, you know, comparison was such a huge thing for me. And I think that, um, looking back at my process, when I started as a personal trainer, I wasn't as healed as I am now. 
And I remember starting as a personal trainer in 1999 and I still had tendencies of disordered eater eating like it, it still was not normal because mm-hmm. at that time I was doing, you know, a traditional bodybuilding diet or just like, I wasn't eating any fruit who doesn't eat fruit. You know what I mean? Oh, now oh. I like, I can't get enough of fruit, but yeah. you know, I think about the time, how much time I spent on trying to keep my body 10 pounds lighter or 15 or 20 pounds lighter. And all my body wanted to do was get to a certain set point that I could eat. When I say anything I want, I'm still mindful and I want it to be nourishing and I want it to be vibrant and I want it to energetically align with how I'm feeling for the day. But I didn't eat like that back then. It was more of like this cookie cutter diet and which really led me to a lot of digestive issues. Um, as I mentioned, I went, I had small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is otherwise known as SIBO. I went through, um, I would say seven to nine treatments of that. I was one of the highest, um, uh, my holistic doctor at the time, she was a functional medicine doctor. I was the highest, um, methane we had you blow into a tube to measure the bacteria in your small intestine mm-hmm. and i remember coming home one day and my body just literally started shutting down so mm-hmm. um i there were times i couldn't walk up my stairs and i couldn't even do a load of laundry because my body was literally it was done it was done from the amount of years of um abandonment with the eating disorder that i did heal to some point but it wasn't energetically to the point I needed to take it to for my body to heal. Right. So, um, six years ago, prior to launching my holistic health and wellness coaching practice, it was, um, it was like a light bulb came on for me. And I thought, you know, as a personal trainer here, I'm telling all of my clients to do this specific diet and they're, you know, we're good for like two to three months max. And then all of a sudden self-sabotage comes in. Yeah. And the habits start coming back. And I started thinking and I'm like, it's so easy to do extremes. It's so easy to do extremes. Yeah. But what takes work is balance or flow in your life, like creating that beautiful flow where your body isn't feeling like it's being worked against, but that you're actually in flow with it. And not to say that you can't lose weight, but it's under the context in which you want to lose weight. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I always lost weight to get smaller, but then when I got smaller, I still wasn't happy. I still, cause I didn't do the work inside, you know? So I still saw the 140 pound person or however much I weighed at the time, but it was just a really, um, it started at a young age, but I feel that it evolved over time in the messaging for me became so different because as a trainer, it was like, so hyper-focused on, you know, getting to the certain size and really working with weight loss clients, which I, which I still do today, but it's in a completely different context than it was before. And I, and I am so like, just in awe of your ability to just share. So with such vulnerability to Angie, because again, I imagine a lot of people can relate to this and I know I'm like, wow, we have so much in common. Um, mm-hmm. I was a competitive gymnast for eight years as a, as a girl too. And, um, but just going back to like, just your journey and the fact that you also are able to say like, I'm still healing. Like I was not quite healed when I started as a health and wellness coach and you're still healing and you get to share your inner wisdom 
Yeah. Um, and just show up as, as just human and who you are and share that with your clients, which I think is just so potent. It's so powerful. And that's like the best gift that you can offer um, by also helping them, you know, the word that's, that's showing up for me and downloading is like listening. Like you've learned to intuitively listen and honor your body as opposed to punish. And you're getting to invite your clients to do the same. And, um, and it's all, I think, yeah, what you said is so true. It's like, we go from kind of having this cookie cutter diet, but recognizing it's all different for every single individual. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think back to my journey and just, um, the clients that I serve now within my coaching practice and I coach women and men around the world because of social media, it's how we've connected you and I. And, um, I just knew like energetically, I'm like, Oh, she's a soul sister. Like, yes, I know. Like there's a reason why. And now that we divulge, you know, deeper into our stories that there's so many similarities, but I do feel energy contracts, energy attracts energy. And, you know, I, I feel like if I go back to the meditation part, like meditation for me is a realignment every morning, a realignment and calling in what, you know, the truest gifts that I'm meant to give to myself first and foremost, because, you know, as doing the work that if you're not happy with yourself, if you're not true, if you truly don't love what you see in the mirror, no matter how much you love someone else, or no matter how much you go out into the world, you can't extend that to others until you do the work until you do it for yourself. And you're really, truly happy. And not to say that I think a lot of times in the coaching world that we think we get to a point, especially as coaches and the work is done, but our work is never mm-hmm. done. Our work is oh, never no. done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's so <laughs> fascinating. Like when my clients come in and I tell them, Oh, I worked with my coach last week and this is what came up for me. And they're like, you coach. And I said, of course I do. Because I can only take you as far as I've gone myself. So it's just, yeah, it's such an incredible space to be able to give yourself that gift to just continue to work on yourself. And you can do that without a coach too, but you know, it's, it's such a, it's a, it's a space that is just so needed so desperately for so many women that I found to mm-hmm. really hone in and honor themselves to really become friends with themselves again and love themselves for who they are. Like, let's love yourself first and not worry about the changes we need to make and heal that relationship. And a lot of times it goes back to childhood, as yeah. we know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And speaking of that, Angie, I mean, part of who you are is a mom. So I'm curious to know, as you've gone through your own personal journey, um, how has that been? How has that shaped you um, as a mom? Yeah. So I think as a mom, um, with my background, with my eating disorder, and always kind of like, I remember years ago, how strict I was with like the food that I brought into my house. And it had to be, you know, very buttoned up because if it wasn't buttoned up, then I was binging and purging it. Right. So it was like this kind of awful cycle that, um, you know, people had to be on the, on the sidelines kind of like not really knowing, but yet it was going on internally for me. And I think one of the most important things for me now, like that I've learned as a mom is that just reinforcing and encouraging our kids to be exactly who they are, no matter what. 
and not to worry about whether or not, you know, they weigh X amount and not that, you know, my, like my kids, I want them to exercise, but I tell them why I want them to go out and to be healthy. Like, cause mm-hmm. it does this for your body, not to, not to focus on the size or the muscle mass or, you know, whatever it might be. So I think it was just really, um, allowing my kids to just be who they are. And obviously I did their human design. So I kind of know a little bit more deeper with them, like energetically who they are and how to parent them differently because my youngest son is a generator and my oldest son is a man, Jen, who has like every defined center, which really (laughs) shields him from the outside world. Yeah. But I think the biggest learning thing for me is just patience and just holding the space for them to be who they want to be. Cause my, you know, I have a senior in high school and I'm not the coolest mom anymore. <laughs> he doesn't really want to hang out. I, with bet, I bet deep down you are, but yes, I, I, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think deep down. Oh, the chapters. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I just love that you speak to that. I mean, we, again, we get to continue to grow and learn with with our kids um, and just what powerful practice that is and how hard it can be sometimes. Um, oh, it the was mir- so- the mirroring, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was messy. I remember like when my kids were younger, I, I, it's like in hindsight now I'm like, oh, I wish I knew what I knew now. I like, know. I know. Parent differently, but that wasn't my journey. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't my journey. My journey was meant that was all for me. So it was just the vibration that was composed for my life. And it's, I wouldn't change it any other way, but the wisdom now that I have as a mom, it's just like, it's so amazing and miraculous that, you know, I guess in ways we can pay it forward with younger moms and, but they probably don't want our advice. anyways. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, right. We can at least just like plant the seeds, you know, and it's definitely, you know, it also has me have so much compassion for like my parents, you know, it's like, cause I know for so long I had them kind of up on pedestals, you know, and, and just as I've gotten older, being able and, and going through all the learning and growth I have as a mom um, and then also just, you know, recognize, you know, they're human, you know, and, and we're all just all the beautiful, um, sometimes, as you said, messy and wild learning. So, yeah. Right. right. And helpful. I think too, like when we look at, cause I coach a lot around this in my coaching practice when I, especially when we're working on like the inner child work or we're doing cognitive mm-hmm. behavioral therapy around that. And really, or we're looking for some sort of forgiveness or forgiving things that, you know, maybe didn't go in alignment to how you wanted to be raised as a child, or there were things that were really hurtful for you as a child. And I think when we look at that and the forgiveness, the forgiveness is really for yourself, right? So the forgiveness is setting yourself free and looking at all of our parents, like every single one of them, they are showing up the best way that they know how based on their lineage of parents. Yeah. So it's that opened up a whole new world for me. Once I started really understanding like, Oh, isn't that interesting that I feel this way about the way I was parented? What does that mean about me? And how now can I change that? Not that I was parented wrong. It was meant for me. Like it was all meant for me to take what I needed to take to continue to grow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. It reminds me of a conversation I had with my my mom um, not too long ago, just about patterns and and our own awareness of you know our own patterns. But kind of, and then we talked about like her parents, my grandparents who are no longer alive, but just again, like recognizing, oh yeah, you know, where it can come, where it can stem from. And of course it didn't just start there either, but just that ripple. And then so grateful for the ability just as we are to talk about it and to continue to kind of break through it um, and support then our, our children or others. So yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, So I'm curious, Angie, if you were to take, us through a day in the life of you. You shared kind of how you start your day, like kind of tuning into your body first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know every day, for most every day is a little bit different, but just like a typical day in the day of of Angie, what does it look like right now? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, my kids finally went back to school. So that's exciting because the pandemic, right? So um, that was, we all made it through and, you know, there were so many silver linings of that. But for me, waking up, tuning into my body, getting my meditation in, downloading my mojo for the day. And then I always like every day I'm either I'm at um, the gym. I worked out pretty much once everything opened back up. I went back to the gym in June, but it's very important for me to move my body and moving it and moving it in the way of celebrating it now, as opposed Mm -hmm. to going into the gym to change the shape of my body. I mean, I, I love the, the after effect of a workout, right. And like having stronger muscles or whatever it might be, but my, the trajectory of which I go in now has completely shifted for me. So I always start my day either at, um, the gym, or I also teach spin classes, another part of the manifesting at cycle fierce on Tuesday and Thursdays at eight 45. And then sometimes on weekends. So you'll eat uh, every day. I'm like clockwork eight o'clock. I'm at the gym. I do an hour to an hour and 15 minutes of a workout. I come home. I start coaching. Sometimes I have very early coaching clients in the morning. Sometimes my day does start at six with coaching clients um, but typically around 10, 10 o'clock, I'm starting to coach my clients. And as I mentioned there, a lot of them are not local. So I'm working with time changes, Alabama, Florida, California. Um, and then, you know, a little bit of lunch. And then I, depending on what my afternoon looks like, I will do some beauty counter work um, for clean beauty. I'm, I love to educate around the seacoast. And then um, many things I might be doing human human design readings. Typically I do those on Wednesday and Thursdays. So it's just, there's a lot of different things that um, I do that just fully light me up. And then as all the moms know on this podcast that are probably listening right now, that around three o'clock, you know, it's time to pick up the kids from school and, Thankfully, we got this little pod, the you know, the podcast in today at 3.30. But I know. I was like, oh, and look at this. We're able to make like, this happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as sports are starting to pick up, then, you know, I'm the, the mom on the sidelines and watching my kids play tennis. As I mentioned, my son's a senior, so he's been playing tennis since he's been three. So it's been great to watch him for his last year at Portsmouth High School. Um, oh, cool. Just really shine with some of his skills. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I love this. And, and for listeners, um, I get the privilege of seeing Angie where through Zoom um, and just how extremely lit up you are. So like all the layers of your work 
um, just, yeah, you can just clearly feel and see that it, it truly does ignite you. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. I forgot you taught spin. I'm going to have to come to one of your classes. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Spin for me, I was just saying, cause I taught this morning and spin for me, it's like a cathartic experience. So I get on the podium and I'm really, I'm coaching. So I'm saying, you know, it's like, the spin class isn't like a traditional spin class, especially yeah. at cycle fierce, because yeah. when I get up, I can now teach exactly how I wanted to teach many years ago, but it wasn't really, you know, I don't know, like the Funny. messaging, like I yeah. can say anything and the messaging is so incredibly powerful and confidence and embodying, you know, everything that you are already and everything that you've yet to become and just really taking you on that journey of like, a spiritual experience too, while you're sweating and just, I don't know. It's just, it's really incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It sounds like it just flows. Um, just yeah. naturally and effortlessly. Do you have a favorite phrase or like saying uh, you like to offer? Yeah. My favorite phrase is your gift is in the grit. Oh yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Which yeah. I love because I think when I look back on my journey, um, so many of my gifts were in the darkest, deepest moments of my life, like healing moments where I had to really go inward to really find the strength for the next day, the next minute, the yeah. next hour. And, um, you know, I, in that moment, not necessarily did I think that they were the best moments, but that was where I just really, you know, through that grit, I just found so many gifts. I mean, I wouldn't be a holistic health and wellness coach right now if I didn't have the journey I did five years ago where my body literally shut down. And I was just like, there has to be something more here. Like, yeah. and there was, there was. And I love to like when, you know, and I think this is so appropriate for an athlete or like an overachiever is slow down to speed up. Yes. Like just, I love to slow down because in that slow process, that's when you, that's when you probably are receiving so many of your gifts and the information that is meant for you. Like when we're so busy, how do we receive that? How right. do we, like when we're running around, like just as a crazy lady, you know, as I did all the time, but I also, I ran my body that way because I came from a place of not being enough. Yeah. And yep. now I know I'm enough. Like yeah. I'm just enough as I am like anything I add to it. And, you know, I think if I listened to this podcast 15 years ago, I would have been like, well, that girl's full of herself, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> she's enough or who does she think she is? She's enough. But that was only because I was in such a place of not being happy with myself. Right. And if you hold the mirror up to yourself, we project what we live inside and right. that's the lens we see through. Yeah. 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 So yeah. here's to enoughness for all women. Oh gosh, I know. I feel teary, Andy. Like I, it's just so powerful and so needed. Like just this message cannot be shared, yeah. told, spoken, um, just shined out to the world enough. And there I go using the word enough, <laughs> but I yeah, know. it's just so needed for everyone to hear. Um, yeah. I think so yeah. many people can relate. And so right to slow down, to truly actually be able to listen and hear yeah. what your body is, is just screaming for and really deeply needing, um, as yeah. well as 
as you said, to receive. Um, it makes yeah. me think of Kate Northrup, who we were talking about before we started yeah. hitting record, but um, just her messaging on rest, rest, say no to say yes to yourself, you know, it's just right. so important. Yeah. Well, in human design, that's what we say. We say, if you're filling yourself up with, you know, all the, if you say yes to absolutely everything, you have like, it's like an airplane in a holding pattern and your aura is like three feet above your body, right? So your aura is kind of like around you. And when that airplane is above your aura and we're clogged up with all the things that we actually want to say no to, like we really truly want to say no to, but we say yes anyways, then we get bitter and we get frustrated and we're walking around in this world of this holding pattern of the universe not being able to drop anything that is truly meant for us because we're saying yes to so many things that are not even meant for us because, you know, we're either saying yes from a place of feeling unworthy that we have mm-hmm. to, or we should do it mm-hmm. or not enoughness, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever the term needs to be coined, but it's just really tuning into and setting those boundaries of being okay. If you do say no to someone or yeah. buy yourself some time, you know, buy right. yourself some time. Yeah, because then no wonder the body shuts down. At t- you know, I mean, have you read the book? And I'm totally blanking out right now on the author, so you may know it, but that when the body says no, um, and it's all about this. It's all about <laughs> just, you know, um, when we tr- don't honor our true needs and we're, you know, doing too much, going, 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 saying yes to everything, when the body just finally rebels and 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 breaks down to call for our attention, whether it's through chronic illness or... Right. Um, digestive issues as you as you've shared or anxiety um, mental illness so yeah it's just so true how incredibly beautiful our mind and body are and I love like I just love the reminder for myself for others for our clients that like our bodies are so innately wise they're wired to heal you know and 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 it takes Oh, such so much practice to just slow down. <laughs> it does. It does. And it it takes a lot of, I want to say confidence to be able to give yourself the permission, mm-hmm. not confidence in the way of like, sh- but confidence in yourself that you trust yourself enough that if you slow down, everything that you need is already there, yeah. you know, like yeah. everything's already there. And yeah. It's just allowing yourself that process and that time and saying no to the things that really don't light you up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Angie, is there, I know, again, you have so many different layers of your coaching, you know, your, um, your readings, your, your spinning instructor, um, all the things, but is there any like specific focus or ideal, is there an ideal client for you? Who do you love? I imagine you love working with a layer of different people, but yeah. what's one of your favorite type of client? I think for me, it's um, not so much about the type as it is for me of feeling energetically aligned with someone mm. that if I know that I can help them, again, not being attached to it because I've had many clients that have come into my coaching practice and, you know, whether it's a financial piece or whatever it might be, things come up that, you know, they don't end up coaching with me. But I think the ones that do, um, there's been this energetic piece within them that I have either experienced in my life or energetically were aligned in that way that, 
that life university also takes over for me where there's many things within my journey that they're also experiencing. So it's almost like this. And it's, it's so crazy because with my coaching practice, I ended up receiving my holistic MBA, but there's so many pieces to that, that I fall back on my journey and my, the work that I've done myself. Yeah. Yeah. Degree. I mean, I, I love the, the, you know, the certification of it and being able to, and I learned a lot through that as well, but it was all the process. Like, I think it's the ideal client. Oh gosh. I want them to be open. I want them just to be open to receive innately what is going to come to them from the coaching that I give to them because I don't do the work for them. I just open up the space and do the coaching, you know, the transformational coaching method, the cognitive behavioral therapy. And they found, they, they come to the answer by themselves by being coached to it. Right. So it's, and they step into it. They, they set the, you know, the goals or whatever it might be that's really resonating with them. So I would say someone who's open and willing to just experience something on a different level than what maybe they ever have. Yeah. In their entire life. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. I can see how incredibly supportive and just knowledgeable and just wise you are just in, in tuning into people. So yeah. 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 Wow. Thank you, Angie. Um, So I have one more question. Well, there's so many more, but in terms of this interview, because I'm imagining like we're going to do more together, I have a feeling. Um, But I would love to know if you could take hold of your child self, like inner Angie, the little, little Angie, little girl Angie's hand. Just grab her hand and pull her in. What would you tell her? I would tell her that she is so much more than enough that there's not a single thing she needs to change about herself, that she is beautiful with her thunder thighs, that she'd be called walking down junior high and splitting her white guest jeans when she's bent down to her locker, like, you know, the traumatizing things that happen to us as we're growing up. But just telling her that, you know, you, you are so much more than enough. And as I mentioned, like, I just, I wish I knew what I knew now, but that wasn't, the, that wasn't part of my journey that I was meant to go through everything I've ever gone through and learn from it. But yeah. the is just huge. Cause I came from a huge space of not being enough, not feeling worthy, you know, running my body into the ground because I needed to be smaller, smaller and smaller. And everything in my life was just constricting and constricting and constricting. And now there's just so much abundance and flow and energy and really understanding like even my menstrual cycle, like why I feel the way I feel during, like, I don't know if you track your cycle, but that could be a whole nother podcast, but I know that's right. We already get, there's all the cycle sinking, like, yeah. And just being okay. Like if you have a heavy day. Like today, today's going to be heavy and we're going to ride the wave and we're going to ride the wave into shore and tomorrow it may be different. Tomorrow might be a lighter day and just enough. You're yeah. so enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're so loved too. Like, yeah. I yeah. wish I could tell and that little girl, I have had many conversations with her, with my coach, but, you know, just telling her like, you're so loved by me. 
right? Because I spent a decade of trying, well, over a decade of trying to be someone that that I was, but I didn't want to be her. Like I constantly tried to change her. And there's so much to be said about really accepting and loving yourself. Yeah. 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 Wow. Amazing. Ah, I know. I'm like, take a deep breath, everyone. I know. I know, right? Oh, so crying. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Well, and you know, for every for anyone who's tuning into this, my invitation is for you to do the same for yourself. Yeah. You know, I I often think, and it's just you know, over like again and again too. Like, how often do um does that child, that inner child, a part of us, you know, like he she needs needs to to be held and yeah. and yeah. just reminded. Yeah. That, as you mentioned, this is so, so much of a part of who we are and yeah. shows up now. So, yeah. Thank yeah. you for, for being willing to go there and share. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. You are yeah. an inspiring, inspiring soul, Angie. Thank so thank you. you for this time. Um, how can listeners find you? Listeners can find me. Um, my website is angiebloom.com. There's information on human design, personal training, coaching, um, beauty counter, many things, many spokes to my business. Um, I'm on Instagram underneath Angie Bloom as well and Facebook under Angie Bloom Wellness Coach. So yeah, that's pretty much the modalities in which I communicate through. So it's awesome. That's and weird. you've been posting some really cool circuits by the, by the water. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to say that. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's awesome. been, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's been great to just have a little bit different of a background. And also for my online personal training clients, it's been great because they get to see a little bit different of a background as opposed to a gym. So yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. So any of you tuning in, find Angie on Instagram, if not her website too, and uh, enjoy some of her fun workouts as well as all of your other amazing offerings. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much for this time. You're welcome. I can't wait to schedule my reading with you. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to. <laughs> my juicy awesome. generator yes oh gosh I know so much to learn <laughs> yeah all right